0: Oh. <laughs> Dumb bro. The new day. Let me talk to you, baby. If I can be serious for a minute, for the love of God, stay away from the dimmer dots. Move to the music, baby. The music, move it to the music, yeah. Acknowledge me.
1: My name is PC Tunney. I am your Commissioner and the Commissioner of the United States of Dem Damn Dare Americas. And today, I am joined by myself and no one else. DP and AJ out on assignment this week. So PC Tunney, running this ship Han Solo style. A few things to talk about today. Why don't I let everybody know exactly what we're going to be doing on the 419th edition of the podcast known. As DWI well, well we're waiting well, it's, the big show. Uh, it's the big show sheet I am not gonna sing that is a DP and AJ thing um, I will probably sing other things but I will not sing she oh I kind of did their sheet uh, yeah I, I did it anyway anyways this week on a I don't know a compacted uh, more punch per pound podcast which is another way of just saying a little bit shorter podcast this week i want to talk a little bit about this streaming service known as peacock obviously i'm going to give you my thoughts on the elimination chamber absolutely enjoyed the show and then to close out i just want to give you guys a little update on what's going on with chair shot radio network and uh some of the new things that you might be seeing out there so until then why don't you guys head on over to prowrestlingtease.com forward slash the chair shot pick yourself up a great chair shot t-shirt tons of great designs tons of great logos you can get it in soft style feels really good and let me tell you something folks it makes a great gift as well so don't forget to head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot now before we get into everything else i just kind of want to say i'm not going to get into the negativity we never get into the negativity really about the fans and everything else, which is fine. People have their thoughts and opinions. Um, the toxicity though of the fans is just drives me nuts. Uh, the the IWC it it's why I ignore it. It's why I usually don't clap back on social media. I just feel like there's no reason to, you know, add air to the fire there's no reason to do that right so you know how we like to roll here but with AJ and uh, DP out on assignment I will be right back after this commercial break and I'm going to give you some thoughts that I have on that peacock streaming service so stick around you're listening to the 419th edition of the DWI podcast don't drink and drive drink and podcast Head. Alright, welcome back, DWI four nineteen PC Tunny Han soloing it today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to everything. ChairShot Radio Network, all of your favorite streaming platforms. And don't forget the chairshot.com. We got sports, we got entertainment, and we got sports entertainment. Always use your head. Peacock. Alright. So if you're following me on social media at PC Tunny, you seen I'm in central standard time. That means the Elimination Chamber started at four AM Saturday morning by me. I had my alarm set for three thirty seven. I was gonna get up, I was gonna make some breakfast tacos, and then I was gonna start drinking. I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. It's a pay per view, I don't care, it's the you know, it's the big one before mania. The alarm goes off, three thirty seven and I turn that off and I roll back over and went to <laughs> i couldn't i was like ah fuck it it'll be i'll watch it whatever so you know i get back up again around 6 30 quarter to 7 head out instead of making breakfast i was lazy then i went out and had breakfast stopped at the grocery store came home it's about eight now almost eight and the replay is not up yet the replay ended up being i think the show ended in about three hours and 15 ish minutes 20 minutes It was up about an hour later, which is, which is fine. But I don't understand why when the WWE Network was there, not only was the replay like immediately available, but say, you know, you were out and about and it's just a regular show that starts at eight Eastern, right? And you don't get home till nine o'clock because you're out and about doing things on Peacock. You, you can't just start from the beginning. You can't do that until the replay comes out. Like, you can't jump in an hour in and rewind to the beginning. It's not... So, basically, they give you a live stream, Peacock does, of the show, and then you have to wait for the replay to come on. I know it's not a huge inconvenience to have to wait that hour, but being used to the WWE Network, which possibly was one of the greatest things that ever happened to wrestling, I miss it so much here in the States, because, like I said, you can't just jump in whenever you want. You have to wait that hour until you can get to the replay so i peacock there's got to be a way if the people at wwe network could do it why can't peacock do it now that's my really only big bone to pick with peacock i it's my favorite over on bandwagon nerds i name them my favorite streaming service of 2023 like everything nbc is up like almost immediately you have a whole bunch of Universal, you have all their streaming content, you have a tons of extra sports they've added to Peacock, which is phenomenal. Being a college basketball fan, uh, I've had a chance to watch my Badgers there just the other night. So I just I just don't understand why. Because if you think about it, are they trying to get more people to tune in live? But what does that represent? You already have my money. I'm not paying you extra. Just for the show, I've already paid for it. And what there's no need to have ratings for commercials is there? I mean, I have the extra to not have any commercials on on Peacock, right? Because I was used to that price with the WWE network, so I thought I'm not I'm still I'm getting even more now. I get NBC stuff and Universal stuff and everything else and sport more sports on top of what the WWE network has. I do like that they have a solid library still behind their PLE content, right? WWE hasn't been doing as much of those special things, though, either. You haven't seen a Broken Skull Ranch in a while. You haven't seen a Table for Three in a while. You haven't seen different new shows from WWE on Peacock that recapsulate what happened in the past, like WrestleMania Rewind and things of that nature. So from WWE, I'd like to see some more new content in, in the show variety style that I just brought up. And in addition, Peacock. Get your shit together, man. We got to be able to jump into those PLEs when we want. You got to have that replay up right away so people can watch whenever they want. My only bone to pick with Peacock. Otherwise, I think they've been doing a good, good job. So, with that being said, now that I've ranted at you for five minutes about the cock, let's get into some Elimination Chamber. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head all right guys welcome back elimination chamber let's get into it i thought it was a fantastically phenomenal show i enjoyed it thoroughly The so i i did not watch the pre-show when the replay came up i had forgotten that the kabuki warriors were defending against kansas LeRae and indy hartwell so i don't really have any thoughts on that match for you except the fact that i don't think anybody thought that a the kabuki warriors were losing the titles B, the Judgment Day were losing the titles. C, Rio Ripley was losing a title. And we really got chalk as far as the winners of the Elimination Chambers. Becky came out. Drew came out. If you've been listening to DWI podcasts, we've been telling you all the reasons why Drew should be there. It seems like he he signed with WWE. And why wouldn't he? He's got feuds and money to make set up for him, right? He can take this belt from Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. And then he can go on and and feud with the rest of the Raw roster, including returning CM Punk for possibly SummerSlam. I mean, those two guys have been going back and forth. So, we'll see what happens there. But let's start at the beginning of the show with the Women's Elimination Chamber. And my goodness, this was not only the best Women's Elimination Chamber match, in my opinion. This is one of the best Elimination Chamber matches I've seen, period. The women absolutely rocked it. It was such a phenomenal match. It was so well done. Every single woman in there did a great freaking job. And let me tell you something right now. Tiffany Stratton, superstar. Let me say that again. Tiffany Stratton. Tiffy time, superstar. That girl will be at the top of the mountain within the next year or so. She will be, one, to carry this women's division for WWE, for a while if she wants to stay in wwe and she stays healthy she she has a personality that you can connect with i enjoyed watching her most straight men and and uh gay females probably do enjoy watching her because she's really nice to look at ask ludwig kaiser i'm sure he enjoys her company but just an amazing showing for her in this match she did great naomi's back she looked awesome Raquel Rodriguez comes back and just, boy, oh boy, folks, go back and watch this match. Raquel Rodriguez's strength is on display. Some of the things that she does in this match, some of the things that she does using the chamber to her advantage and just ragdolling the rest of these women into parts of the chamber, right? Of course, Bianca Belair, always phenomenal. One of my favorite superstars right now. Liv Morgan. Another one that comes across in spades with her personality. Liv has figured out who she is, and she comes across as Liv Morgan every single time. She's getting better and better in the ring, and I just love her cute, poshy heel that she does, right? Like, like she comes in, and you don't really expect her to be mean, and then she can, she can get around and, and be the dirtiest player in the game, right? And she moves well in addition to that. But of course, it's Becky's time. Becky's chance to main event WrestleMania and face Rhea Bloody Ripley. We'll get to Rhea at the end of this card, but just a phenomenal match by the women. The way they used the format of the match, with you know they had a bunch of diddle different wrestling matches inside of the actual match. So kudos to them. I was entertained thoroughly. I don't know that you could have thought that anybody else would have won there. Possibly Bianca. The Bianca-Ria thing would have been okay for me, but Becky's the one that makes the most sense. She's the most popular. She's the biggest hurdle for Rhea to clear at WrestleMania, in my opinion. So, flowers to the women, man. Best match of the night. But there were no bad matches. We can keep it rolling here. The next match, Judgment Day against... New Catch Republic, and the more I say New Catch Republic and hear New Catch Republic and watch Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate as New Catch Republic, the less I think the name sounds stupid. I'm not all the way in on it yet, but I'm all the way in on this tag team. This was another excellent match. Judgment Day did a wonderful job of making Bate and Dunn look very formidable and They made them look like future champions. Like these guys, they need to stay together. They need, like we always say, they need to continue to build solidified tag teams that you know are going to be there for a while. Like if these two guys are broken up before we get to SummerSlam, then what was the point, really? Then we're just mismashing things together to get the top team over, and there's no real threat of them losing. Now, speaking of the judgment day, what's going to happen moving forward? Who are they going to face? at Wrestlemania I'm hoping it's R-Truth and The Miz I know R-Truth has never won a Wrestlemania match and it'd be really big pop I think for people to see R-Truth win another title that's not the I-87 up north down south winter pole Nile River Amazon Plains Sahara Desert Arctic Circle Championship known as the 24-7 title (laughs) So we'll see what happens there. Um, Speaking of the the Judgment Day, Damian Priest in that briefcase, where are they going with this? I know that they had the interaction with Gunther. I'm okay with Damian Priest facing Gunther. I'm okay with – I would rather have Dominic face him and win that title. Someone needs to get a rub off of Gunther, and Damian Priest doesn't seem like it's the one to me. Please do not let Damian Priest cash that – money in the briefcase in on either ic us or the tag titles the only way i want to see that briefcase used on the tag titles is if priest and balor lose the tag titles and immediately balor goes and without damian priest's consent cashes in to try and re-challenge to get their tag titles back immediately after a loss that would set up a great feud and kind of breaking apart judgment day i don't know if we're there yet with that Could we possibly see Drew McIntyre defeat Seth Rollins and then Priest catches in? Or does Seth Rollins beat Drew McIntyre and Priest cashes in? How about Cody beats Roman and Priest cashes in on Cody? Wouldn't that be crazy? Just like Cody's father. Handed the title and had it taken right away again. So we'll see what happens. I think that's probably one of the most interesting things because he's on the clock. We don't, he's almost as full through his year, right? We're only getting to Money in the Bank. He has still Money in the Bank to cash that in. But this has been one of the longer holdings of the Money in the Bank briefcase in a while. And just an amazing run with WWE inside of their storylines. Not only with the bloodline, but with Judgment Day and everything else that's going on. So I always got Damian Priest and his Money in the Bank briefcase on the back of my mind. Now after this, we took a little break and we had the Grayson Waller effect, which was excellent. Ah, uh, Grayson Waller's really growing on me. Him and Austin Theory being kind of pals and and kind of a team together, truly enjoy it. But what was said to Grayson Waller by Roman Reigns, and in what way is Roman Reigns using Grayson Waller as we move towards WrestleMania? That to me is the big key on what's going on here, right? Does that happen sooner than later? We see Waller and 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 Theory kind of pull apart. Do they have a match at WrestleMania? I don't know. But I did enjoy the segment. I'm still waiting on Rollins to turn his back on Cody at some point. Are we going to get a match between Cody and Rock is the question, right? Will Seth Rollins actually be there to help him out? Honestly, I don't want to see Cody, Seth, and or Roman or Rock wrestle twice at Mania. I don't want to see it. If you want to have Cody versus The Rock on a SmackDown or... Come up with a special Saturday Night Main event on the cock like a couple weeks beforehand that has stipulations on the championship match? Great. But I don't want to see these guys wrestle twice. What does that do? So if Cody beats Rock on night one, what, what what, and then, so then what, Rock, and the bloodline can't be at ringside? I don't know. Speaking of the bloodline, rumors, and I emphasize rumors here, okay, folks, because I try not to feed the machine of shit that comes out of some of these idiots' mouths. You gotta read the dirt sheets with a grain of salt, folks. But the rumors. Tama Tonga, leaving New Japan, headed to WWE. That could be an ace up Roman's sleeve, right? We'll see what happens. Son of... uh, Who is he? Is that that Meng's son? Hold on. I'm efforting here. While you guys yell at your listening devices and tell me... (laughs) Haku. Yes. Meng. Haku. However you want to say it. So... Definitely bloodline-ish ties there, without a doubt. Let's keep it rolling here on the pay-per-view, though. Not too much bloodline talk. We'll get back into it next week. We do have The Rock showing up and Roman Reigns, I do believe, this Friday on SmackDown tonight. So we'll definitely get that back into that with DP and AJ returning next week. Let's get to the men's chamber. Now, I thought there's no way the men could do as well as the women, and they didn't but they did really well in their own right. I enjoyed like the entrances. When Randy got up on top of Lashley, <laughs> on top of the on top of the pod there, oh, what disrespect. And then Logan Paul coming out and he's like I'm just got to buy my time in here and he's drawn on the chamber of the horns, goes into devil mode and then he draws a fat Kevin Owens. Um, that rivalry has been great, but the men did a great job with the match as well. It was just a fun match. Like you think about this the women were in there for 32 minutes the men were in there for almost 37 and it didn't feel like it both chamber matches were excellently executed the only thing though that i didn't like is once the fact that drew was kind of left at the end there you kind of knew he was gonna win i didn't think it would be randy um logan paul having that u.s title didn't seem like it but the setup for orton and logan paul at wrestlemania excellent the rko out of nowhere with the after logan pulls out the brass knucks which is a great use of a of a weapon for him to have right boxing background and the guy adds an extra punch there and kind of solidifies his heelness, doesn't it Like, he doesn't need it already. But Logan Paul is probably one of the best, quickest on the uptake of WWE since Kurt Angle. Really. And I know I just compared Logan Paul to Kurt Angle, but I'm okay with that. Logan Paul will be a WWE champion or world heavyweight champion in WWE before it's all said and done. Write that down. What else we got from this match? Bobby Lashley. Man, that guy is just... I don't... I just... I like watching him wrestle, but he has no storyline. They haven't done shit with him and the Street Profits. i, I just not a big fan. I wish they would have had the Hurt Business, had the Street Profits in it, Bobby Lashley, you know, bring MVP back. I think that would be a way to get them going. But you're so faction heavy right now between the bloodline and the judgment day and damage control, et cetera, et cetera. So I just feel bad for Lashley. I think Lashley could be utilized a lot better. All in all, everybody performed well in that match. Kudos to Drew McIntyre. He's really found himself in this borderline whiny heel kind of doing the right thing, even though you don't think so kind of guy. Uh, I, I would I would love to see him get a run this summer and then have a program with CM Punk in the fall, right? Those guys could probably flip-flop the belt back and forth or something like that. But definitely, definitely looking forward to that happening down the road with Drew McIntyre getting, it, getting a, a title range. The show closes with Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax, and why wouldn't it? Greg DeMarco brought up a great point. Uh, I think it was the day before the the event. The fact that Nia Jax was born in Australia as well, <laughs> and they've kept that quiet. No one brought that up, right? Uh, but the ovation that Rhea got, 50 what, 52,000 plus down in Perth? Beautiful stadium, beautiful setup. The fans were excellent. And I thought Nia and Rhea had an excellent wrestling match. Uh, just under 15 minutes they went, which was fine because it was a long show. You kind of have two powerhouses of the division. You don't need a 25-minute match. Rhea continues to get better and better. She is the dichotomy of her coming out, or I think Dominic opened Raw, and the boos that he got as he's introducing Rhea, and once they get, and the fans cheer Rhea, so Rhea's gotta be she. <laughs> She's not even. She's not really a heel anymore. She's so loved. She's so good at what she does. Um, she is a part of a heel faction, so that's going to continue to be a thing. But it's really interesting to see what's going to happen moving forward. I don't think people will boo her anymore. I mean, she's going to face Becky, one of the biggest stars in WWE history, one of the most popular stars in WWE history, and both women will be cheered. Becky might even get booed if they go on a punch back and forth with the boo. Yeah, boo, yeah. They might boo Becky. I don't think people want Rhea to lose this title. I don't. I don't think she's losing the title at WrestleMania. I think we're in for a pretty long reign for Rhea Ripley. I would compare her losing the title with Gunther. How I want to see it. I want a bigger rub. Like, Becky doesn't need it. You know? Uh, Damian Priest doesn't need Gunther's title. Much like Adam... Let's see Tiffany Stratton build up and become the one to beat Rhea or somebody of that ilk, right? Overall, great show. Rhea Bloody Ripley sells 50-plus thousand tickets in her home country, and everybody was thrilled that she was down there. I saw a lot of the media and a lot of the things she did, interactions with fans. She's just, she's got it right now. And I got to tell you, when she first came up to the main roster, I was not in love with her. I didn't think she was having good matches. I don't think she found who she really was. But over this course, since she's come up now, she's grown and grown and grown and grown. And now, I got to tell you, behind Roman and Cody, I got Rhea right there with Seth. Those are my top four stars in the WWE, and they're all doing a fantastic, fantastic job. What does this all mean for WrestleMania? Well... We got Drew and Seth, phenomenal match. We know we're in some form or fashion we're getting Cody and Roman and the rest of the bloodlines involved. Is Jay going to face Jimmy? It looks like it. It looks like we got Judgment Day against possibly R-Truth and The Miz. Logan Paul and Randy Orton's out there. Who do the Kabuki Warriors face at WrestleMania? Right? We also got Bailey taking on EO. That's going to be a phenomenal match. Randy Orton, Logan Paul, we talked about. So WrestleMania is shaping up really, really nice. There are rumors that WWE is trying to get Sylvester Stallone as a as a celebrity at WrestleMania, which would be a really cool thing they could do. I saw someone say that. Why doesn't Cody and and Sly run the run the steps like he did in Rocky with the wrestling class? Because you guys all know about the wrestling class, right? The the group of students whose teacher started the wrestling club and Cody's paying all for all of them to go to WrestleMania. So what a cool thing that would kind of be as like a montage or vignette or kind of Cody stuff he does. All those kids and Rocky, Sylvester Stallone, and Cody doing the run-up the steps to the statue in Philadelphia. I think that'd be phenomenally cool. It's WrestleMania season, guys. And like I said before, I mean, I know that Elimination Chamber was a little chalky, but we got some big things happening. And The Rock is right in the middle of it. And I'm so glad Brian Gewurtz is back because they're storytellers. And that's what professional wrestling is, guys. You can't just go out there and choreograph a 35-star match, whatever the fuck that is, and do move after move after move and not sell anything because it doesn't mean anything, right? That's why the style is so different from WWE to everywhere else. I love WWE's in-ring style because when you get to these PLEs, you see all this great flow and action. Six men or six women in a single match, and the flow was phenomenal at Elimination Chamber in both those Chamber matches, in my opinion. WWE story can't be beat, and I have said it before. I have literally been watching this since the late 80s, right? I mean, I was born in the early 80s. I wasn't quite old enough to remember WrestleMania, WrestleMania 2, 3, but I do remember watching 4 and everything else onward. And I've gone back and watched those others a tons of times. As you can hear, check out the Big Four Project, uh, Attitude of Aggression. Me, Big Dave, and DJ have been crushing that. I think we're up to WrestleMania 8 will be the uh, next recording we do. You can probably look for that next week sometime. I know those don't come out every week, but when you get them probably twice a month, maybe every three weeks or so, listen in. Because we're having a great time, and we're giving you a lot of knowledge outside of what's going on there. So, But my point is... I've been following the soap opera of WWE since I was a child, and I'm in my 40s now. There's nothing better than it, to me, the overall arching story. Like, look at the fact that we're all up in arms and excited that Roman Reigns could pass Hulk Hogan's longest streak. Now, that wouldn't be till September, but it's still in the back of our minds. It still makes for great wrestling, right? We had um, Gunther pass the Tonkster. Right. Things of that nature. Rhea Ripley set in records. So just in love with what everything WWE is doing right now. And once again, of course, the production value is off the chart and it looked really cool. The different special things that they're doing. They have the WWE experience in Riyadh. They had the Undertaker thing down in Perth. Just some really cool fan interaction stuff. WWE knocking it out of the park. Elimination Chamber. Great pay-per-view. I can't tell you the last time WWE's main roster had a bad pay-per-view. There's been some that are just above average, which is good. But I can't tell you the last time they even had an average one. They've just been rocking and rolling. Now I think back, SummerSlam, awesome. Survivor Series, awesome. Rumble, awesome. Chamber, even better. I really liked the show on Sunday. I hope you guys did too. WrestleMania, man, I I can't wait. It's just going to be two nights of pure joy and fun and camaraderie. With everybody here at the Chair Shot, we're excited. Feel these nipples, man. All right, that is my Elimination Chamber review. Stick around. I want to talk to you a little bit about the Chair Shot Radio Network and all the cool stuff we got going on, all right? So a quick commercial break. Thanks for tuning in. This is DWI 419. Don't drink and drive, drink and podcast.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.
1: Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, welcome back. DWI 419 PC Tony with you here. AJ and DP out on assignment. They will be back next week. We will be having a lot of fun next week as we officially... Like there's nothing in front of us but WrestleMania, so this is the, we're on the main highway to WrestleMania. Trivia will be back for all you trivia heads next week as well. Chairshot Radio Network, folks. Let me run down the schedule here as we sit. You know, Monday mornings you wake up, you got bandwagon nerds. Myself, Dave Ungar, Patrick O'Dowd, DPP has become a regular again. This week, Patrick O'Dowd will be out, but it is our Oscars preview show, so I don't think we're going to necessarily preview the Oscars too much. We might, but what we're going to do is something really cool, so make sure you tune in Monday. DP, myself, and Dave, we may have another guest, but Patrick will be out. We're going to give you our favorite Oscar winners all time in Best Movie, Best Director, uh, Best Female, Best Male, and there might have been one or two others, but... That should be a good trip down memory lane to get you all excited and ready to go for the Oscars. And like I said, Bandwagon Nerds hasn't missed a show in, shit, almost four years. So maybe it's more than that. But like I said, every Monday morning, you know you got Bandwagon Nerds waiting for you. And, of course, you know all of our podcasts drop at 5 a.m. Eastern. So whether you're getting up on the East Coast and you got to get out for your morning jog, we're there for you. Whether you're staying up late on the West Coast and you need something to cool you down after a night out, we got a new podcast dropping at 2 a.m. out there. Tuesdays, Hockey Talk, full effect right now. Patrick O'Dowd and Dave Ungar taking you all the way through the end of the Stanley Cup Finals. So you know almost every single Tuesday you're going to get a good dose of Hockey Talk from Dave Ungar and Patrick O'Dowd. Wednesdays, the Greg DeMarco Show. Greg DeMarco, Patrick O'Dowd, once in a while Miranda Morales, excellent show. They're going to break it down for you fans that don't really know as much as you think you know. Greg and Patrick are very good at pointing out what's going on. And Greg gives you a pretty good idea of how to understand things working behind the scenes. He is a promoter, too. I don't know if you heard that. (laughs) Sorry, Greg. Had to throw that fun little joke in there on you. Greg DeMarco Show is probably one of the podcasts on our network that I listen to the most. Just because I enjoy their perspective. And it really kind of helps me curate how I want to go at things as well on this show Thursdays brand new show the second edition of this brand new show dropped yesterday I'm talking about the pick and roll myself Patrick O'Dowd gigantic college basketball fans we're going to take you all the way through March Madness in the NCAA tournament this last week we discussed who we think our number one seeds could be what power conference teams are on the bubble, and we got into the court storming epidemic recently uh, at Wake Forest where a Duke player got hurt. So tune in for that. You're going to have that every Thursday. Uh, A lot of college basketball. going to be a lot of fun as we're heading into conference tournament play here in the next couple weeks. Fridays. You're listening to it. It's a DWI podcast. We're here, baby. We're always here. Having fun, playing trivia, drinking. Don't drink and drive, though. During a podcast Saturday mornings. You got the mindless wrestling podcast, DJ, Jason and Rob. They do a phenomenal job. A lot of NXT talk on there, a little bit AEW. They touch on a little bit of everything. They have a really good time. I always do like doing a little run in and having some fun with those guys. Rob, the genius guy always got the numbers for you to me. Jason has some of the best energy that I hear out of the podcasters. The guy just has awesome takes and DJ is so good at hosting. He knows what he's doing with those boys, so make sure you're tuning in on that. Sundays can be a little bit different once in a while. Once in a while, you're going to get a big four. Me, Dave, and DJ going back, talking about the big four pay-per-views in WWE history, kind of going over them, going on the story outside the story, and also running down the matches as well. Another thing you get down the wire, Tom and Dave Wirtz. Covering professional sports in, in unprofessional ways. Uh, they're a great listen. A couple of Wisconsin guys that are super knowledgeable um, on all sports. Those guys cover it all and they do a great job. And don't forget, if you're into anime, talking the cake. Matt and Ethan are phenomenal at what they do. They cover a whole plethora of things and they even give out their own awards. How cool is that? So, whether it's sports like Hockey Talk, the pick and roll, don't worry, Chair Shot NFL, myself and Andrew Belaz, and hopefully Ray Cash, that show will be back at the end of August once the NFL comes back. But for now, you got Hockey Talk and the Pick and Roll. Entertainment side, I just said it, anime, talking to cake. And Bandwagon Nerds, you know we got you covered all over the pop culture comic book spectrum right there. And then wrestling shows, like I said, Mindless Wrestling Podcast, Greg DeMarco Show, DWI Podcast. We're going to let you know how we're feeling about things, and maybe we can point something out or give you a little information that you didn't have to make it enjoyable, more enjoyable for you. I just want to thank everybody that listens to anything ChairShot Radio Network, anybody that visits TheChairShot.com, anybody that's bought a t-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot. We appreciate you guys. We do this because we love to do it. I love getting on here and talking with my buddies about things that I am entertained by media that I consume. It's just fun, and that's what we're trying to do here. So, you guys, just tune in. Stay tuned. We got tons of great podcasters on here, and we're always looking for more. We're always trying to add to the lineup and give you something even more. That's all I got for you this week. Thanks for tuning in, DWI 419. I feel like we might have something special next week for DWI 420? Oh, boy, what could that be all about, bro? All right, we'll see what kind of fun we can have next week. But until then, follow DPP at It's Me DPP. Follow AJ Belaz at Phenomenal AJB. You can follow this show at Podcast DWI, podcast, DWI Podcast on Facebook. Follow me at PC Tunny. And don't forget, folks, to always use your head.